Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cammie Berthium, our producer, Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. And it is Pledge Week this week, so if you'd like to help support the work of bringing Christ to the world through the media, please visit RelevantRadio.com on the Relevant Radio app or call 877-291-0123. Mother's Day isn't the only eventful happening of this weekend. Sunday, May 8th, is also the World Day of Prayer for Vocations, an opportunity to pray for and create a culture of vocations. So what does that look like in 2022? Father David Bloom, Director of the Archdiocesan Office of Vocations, is with us to help answer those questions and more. Welcome to the program, Father Bloom. Hello, good to be with you. Absolutely. Great to have you with us. As a child of the 70s and 80s, I can say that whenever somebody back then talked about discerning a vocation, they meant a vocation to the priesthood or to the religious life. But Father, help us understand what the Church means by vocation. It seems like it's, it's, it includes those, certainly, but it's broader than just that, isn't it? Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, um, uh, when we're discerning uh, a vocation, a vocation is a calling, right? And we're discerning uh, that voice that we hope to hear from the Lord and who would say, uh, this is what I desire for you to do. Of course, it's not always clear, is it? Um, uh, usually it's, it's not. For some people, it be, it's very clear, and their discernment process is, uh, uh, it goes very quickly and smoothly. Uh, for others, it takes some time. But um, absolutely, there's um, different ways, uh, you know, there's different ways that the Lord might call us. He might call us to marriage and family and raising up a family in Christ, uh, maybe to the priesthood or to the consecrated life. And, you know, under consecrated life, there's many different forms of consecrated life. And so um, so there's uh, there's that to discern as well. Um and then there is, uh, we don't hear a lot about it, we don't lift it up real high, but uh, there is the generous single life mm-hmm. of that person uh, who perhaps is sensing a call to uh, not marry at this time to take care of elderly parents, or perhaps there's another uh, thing that they're being called to, to serve the poor or do certain things. Um, so, uh it's uh, it certainly uh, covers everything. Yeah, it, it sure does. But let's focus for a moment on priestly and religious vocations. Just just as we're looking at the World Day of Prayer for Vocations this Sunday, May eighth, and of course we should be praying for vocations all the time. But this is a unique time, perhaps, to spread even uh, knowledge of and awareness of vocations throughout our local church, throughout the church worldwide as well. I'm just curious, Father, uh, how do you think the Lord, and I'm, I'm asking you to speak for the Lord now, but how do you think the okay. Lord might answer, uh, as we're praying for vocations, how does the Lord respond? I mean, what, what kind of things does he do in response to our prayers for vocations? Sure. Um, well, I think, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of different men, sometimes women, but primarily here uh, at the Office of Vocations, uh, we're working with men who are discerning priesthood or perhaps religious life. Um, but in all cases, uh, the Lord um, the Lord desires to speak to the heart. And you know, there are there are there's the dramatic uh, uh, situations where 
the man is at this uh, beautiful church in Rome, and he's praying, and he hears the Lord say, be my priest. Mm-hmm. And then he really tries to ignore it. He goes to another <laughs> church, and um, he's praying there, and he hears the Lord say, be my priest. Um, I just talked to someone last week who had that uh, similar experience. Wow. And um, now that's kind of uh, more, um, I think that's a little more out of the norm. However, um, uh, you know, discernment oftentimes is not that clear. Uh, usually uh, we're praying, Lord, uh, make it clear and help me to know. And I think one of the most uh, important things is we would sense peace when we think about a vocation. Mm, okay. And that may not happen for some time, uh, but the Lord, if, if God is in it, there's going to be peace. Mm. And um, the Lord is not about confusion. The Lord is not about, uh, you know, difficulty and challenges and, and uh, in discernment. He desires to bring us to a place of peace. Well, at the, at the risk of being a little too forward, Father, could you tell us some of your own vocation story? I mean, how did you hear the Lord's voice calling you to the priesthood? Sure, sure. You know, um, one of the things that had happened here and there was that people would say, have you ever thought about being a priest? Ah. And, um, you know, it's not a bad question to ask someone. Now, you don't want to harass them, of course, but you might uh, might want to just drop that um, and just say, you know, I could see you as a priest. Um, and with that kind of encouragement, I learned about uh, the vocation retreat that the Archbishop was having. Uh, now, I had been dragging my feet for a long time, and I wasn't discerning. Every now and then I would pray about my vocation, but I wasn't very serious about actually discerning it and uh, giving it the kind of time and the seriousness that it, that it needs. Um, but I did go on this retreat, and it was an incredible retreat. And when I left that retreat, I said, Lord, I don't know if you're calling me, a, to, me to be a priest, but I do know that you want me to pray a lot more seriously uh, about this uh, beautiful vocation. Yeah. So um, I really started to pray, and every place I went, everything I was doing, at the copy machine at work, I'd be praying at the uh, ramp meter lights. I'm praying about my vocation <laughs> and uh, standing in the line at the grocery store. Just wherever I was, I was praying, Lord, lead me and guide me and help me to do your will. Uh, That's so. great. Yeah, I love it. We're speaking with Father David Bloom, director of the Archdiocesan Office of Vocations, about World Day of Prayer for Vocations this Sunday, May the 8th. Well, Father, that's that's great, and I love the idea of you praying at all these at all these places where you have even just a moment to offer up a quick prayer about Lord, lead me and guide me. What what a great piece of advice that is. Now, as I'm thinking about the many great things coming up here for our archdiocesan seminarians, we have the ordination ordination to the transitional diaconate on May the 14th at the Basilica in Minneapolis, and then of course presbyteral ordination on May the 28th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. And I'm from your perspective, Father. Um, having gone through the ordination process, of course, yourself, um, what is it like now to watch these men who go through formation and come to this place, this sacred place of ordination? Oh, wow. What a question. Um, it's, uh, you know, um, we are really blessed. We have 
so many guys who are uh, in the seminary. We have um, really wonderful men who just all they want is to know God's will. They want to do God's will. And um, so, uh, you know, guys who uh, come in right out of high school, uh, you see a lot of transformation because they come in, they might look, they might be 18, but they look like they're 14 or 15 sometimes. You know, they look quite young. And within a year or two, um, you can see they've really grown up. Uh, they matured spiritually, uh, working with their spiritual director. They've grown uh, intellectually and in so many other ways. They've just become uh, more of the man of God that, man of God that uh, the Lord desires them to be. Uh, they're growing in confidence. Um, and uh, at the major seminary, um, I think that that type of growth maybe isn't quite as easy to see from a distance, but you still see it, of course, when you uh, are in conversation. And you see that this man is certainly growing in his, in his discernment he, of, of his vocation, and maybe he's reached that point of certitude, uh, knowing that this is what God is calling me to do. Um, and you... Um, and it's wonderful to, to be around these men who simply want to do God's will, and they're willing to lay down their whole life. Uh, so uh, I'm very impressed by the men that we have in the archdiocese uh, as seminarians. Yeah, so. yeah, and I can imagine just it's a front row seat to the working of the Holy Spirit and watching uh, His work in their lives. Uh, well, Father, not a heck of a lot of time left, but I did want to ask you, we mentioned creating a culture of vocations. What does that mean, sure. and what does it look like here in our local church? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I think it's really key, uh, because um, our culture forms us, right, for good or bad, you right. know, and we live in a culture that's really pretty toxic to the faith, but to create a culture of vocations would mean that um, it, it covers everything to do with discerning our vocation, and it becomes normative. So uh, this can happen in a family, it can happen in a parish, it could happen more broadly as well. But in those two environments, family and parish, is certainly where we would want a culture of vocations. And um, so as a young man or woman is growing up, you know, they're supported by family. They're supported by the parish. At the parish, uh, the youth minister is speaking about vocations. The uh, religious education program speaks about vocations and lifts this up. And there's talks uh, that are given. There's uh, very positive things happening around vocations and discerning. And a young person is not kind of left to just kind of presume, uh, you know, what their vocation is. Rather, they're encouraged to actively discern and pray uh, and ask, ask the Lord, uh, what do you want me to do with my life? How can I serve you? So uh, I think normative, uh, discerning our vocation becomes normative in, in every way, shape, and form. That sounds great, Father. Well, uh, we're reaching reaching the end here, and of course we know the website, 10,000vocations.org. And uh, what might people find if they, if they wander over there? You know, uh, they'll see the current list of uh, events. They'll see religious orders listed there as well. They will have, um, there's, uh, they'll certainly be able to see who our seminarians are. Um, 
And I, I would like to just shout out a little shout out here for our Archbishop's Discernment Retreat uh, the last weekend in October. And then we have a women's uh, discernment retreat uh, in uh, the third weekend of September. Uh, those are really key events for us. And uh, for those who are discerning their vocation, um, I think that can, those retreats can be so powerful. Nice. Very good. Well, Father, before we let you go, could we grab a blessing from you as well? Absolutely. Sure. Lord, send forth your Holy Spirit upon your people, especially on this as we approach this weekend where we pray for vocations. We ask you, Lord, to bless those who are discerning their vocation, especially those who are dragging their feet or sitting on the fence. Lead them and guide them and help them to do your holy will. And I bless all of you now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Bloom, thank you so much for joining us on Practicing Catholic. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much for all you do. The website, again, is 10,000vocations.org. That's one followed by four zeros, vocations.org. Check it out. Miracles, music, and more. Paul and I will be back in just a moment with some great ways to connect with other local Catholics. We'll be right back. 